0: why, what, and how? Fuse eight, and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Kate. You know what I find deeply unfair? Uh... No. Oh, I was gonna say that noise, but. uh <laughs> oh, that unfair? It's just annoying. It's unfair to my ears. Ooh, burn. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, having a cold in the summertime.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, 100% agree. 10 for 10 would not recommend. Yeah. Not not a mm-hmm. huge fan of, uh, no. you know, having to suck on
0: Ricola in the middle of the night, yeah. and then you fall asleep with the Ricola in your mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, my understanding is if the weather is crap, then it's like, if then I feel should, bad, yeah. then I am aligned I, with the outside situation. I think that's why
0: I hated living in L.A., because you would be sick, but it would still be 80 degrees and sunny outside.
1: Yeah, no, I don't approve of that. I believe if the weather is horrible yet and here you feel horrible at least you're like well at least the weather agrees but with it's me. been
0: at 90 de- 92 degrees every day and i'm stuck coughing and sniffling and blowing my nose and yes so if i sound odd odd that Will you
1: darling always sound uh, odd, odd to me. Odder? Od, if I, odder? If, like an odd. If I, if I sound odder, oh. then it's because of my code. I, I'm sorry, but that would be the most adorable podcast <laughs> if you were to talk like that the entire time. So I'm sorry. I cannot We talk a... about children's picture books, whether they are good <laughs> or bad. Good or bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, you know what? Let's just play off of that. Uh, good or bad? What's this podcast uh, called, Gate. Uh, fuse and Kate Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuse and Kate I'll translate for the people at home Yes, and uh, what do we do On this podcast? Uh, We talk about children's picture books And German?
0: If they are Are...
1: Good to bet Yeah, oh that's it I was going to say pumpkins or ice cream I am Betsy and you are Kate Correct, correct Usually I am already aware of books That come to us on this podcast uh, Just through my own personal knowledge of the history of children's literature or people to send in suggestions. Right. This week's book is different. This week's book came to my attention because I have a very lovely volunteer and she goes through the children's section and she reorganizes every single book and makes sure it's in you know it's in the right order. She brought up this book because the call number was faded. It had came out in nineteen sixty eight. It was a little faded. She showed me this book. It was so delightful, Kate, that we're doing it today. Okay, it is a nonfiction, 1968. I can't find any information on the author, both of them, <laughs> or illustrator. Great, we're off to a rock and oh, start here. This book is a delight. Allow me to show it to you. A buda As long as it's not about clowns. Fine,
0: how Babies Are Made. Yes, by Andrew Andre mm. and Stephen ship mm-hmm. illustrated by Blake Hampton.
1: Mm-hmm. Three dudes
0: telling you how babies are made. In 1968.
1: In 1968, it is a trip. I feel like people should know this book better. Go read that book. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's do some background information on this book. And fun fact, nothing comes up on the author. The author's name, Andrew C. Andre. Gohan. Look him up. Try to find something. You can find nothing. Nothing. Oh, maybe you would like to find his co-author, uh, Stephen Shep. I invite you to dive down the rabbit hole that you will find on the internet if you attempt to find any additional information on either of these, I assume, white male men. Literally all I could find for this book was an obituary for the possible illustrator, Blake Hampton. Here is a quote from his obituary. This is where I aspire. A minister of silly walks and the father to all his kids' friends that they wish they'd had He taught his girls to birdwatch, cheat at mini-golf, enjoy the woods, appreciate history, and love art. He could fix almost nothing, but was a famous black belt at Superglue. He was famous for being the first to volunteer for any given effort, and infamous for never being electronically reachable. Sadly, the most prominent mention of this book online is... I'm sorry to say, at the site Awful Library Books, which is a wonderful site where you can find books that have been weeded from libraries, and uh, it was there that I found the most explicit nature of the cutout art much bemoaned. Quote, As a magazine editor, I once received a book for review called How Dad and Mom Made Your Brother, self-published, for good reason told an appalling Seuss-esque rhyme. It related the story of Stanley Sperm, Essie S.E.A. who sat coyly on a park bench waiting for Stanley to tip his hat. Stanley lived in one of two towns, and I quote... The towns are both called testicle, and they look like two round eggs. They're not located on a map, but between your daddy's legs. I am blocking the memory of the conception scene. Worst of all, the author was a doctor. So, if we are mean to today's book, please, please understand that its a competition was books like How Dad and Mother Made Your Brother, and this book is so much better. Hey, Kate. I did not realize you gave me a novel, Betsy. did I give you a novel? You sure did. I don't think I gave you a novel. I I paged you this thing. It wasn't that long.
0: It is tremendously long. Is
1: it? It is so long. You know what? Back in 1968, they had more time because they didn't have the internet.
0: This is a tremendously long, so I'm going to try and just get through this as fast as I can. Just, Just
1: power through it. Where do babies come from, Kate? Just tell us right now. Well, I I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Because
0: first I have to acknowledge the super racist collage work.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, at the time, it probably felt very forward thinking. Mm. Hmm. This is the problem. Things that at the time were very ahead of their time now are very regressive. Is it progressive to have
0: a child with, like, slanty No, no. That's regressive.
1: But at the time... Acknowledging that there were children who were not just white was considered progressive. However, Asian kids were often portrayed as slanty-eyed. Which, yes, you're right. Yeah, super racist.
0: Yeah, yeah and they and they don't have pupils or irises. They just have. Black eyes like Coraline. Yeah,
1: if you look online, most people talk about the dead-eyed children in this book in their Coraline-button-eyed ways. Yeah, yeah. so
0: it's both mm-hmm. racist and super scary.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best of both possible worlds.
0: Also, okay. I don't understand how the pages with the text, all the text is up at the very top
1: of I the page. I am absolutely baffled by this. They,
0: they have the text on a separate page. It's only at the very, very they top of the page. They wasted so much
1: paper. They could have saved so much paper by putting the text On the pages with the art.
0: Yeah. So the book goes through and explains uh, when you were very small, you were even smaller than a dot, and life began as a tiny egg. Sure. And then it goes through flowers. Literally the birds and the bees. There's an ovary, and there's eggs, and bees come over, and they give (laughs) pollen to the flower...
1: And I mean, I'm, you can see the children's eyes glazing over as you read this, yeah.
0: I was just thinking, and honey, you were born from a tulip and your sister was a daylily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like page 100, and we're still talking about flowers. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to babies yet. No,
1: no, 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 no. Let's not rush things.
0: Right. So after, uh, well, we're almost at the end of the flower Thank part. Thank God. Yes. Where it, it talks about the the it forms a seed, and the seed mm-hmm. goes in the ground and with sun and rain. It eventually sun grows and yep. into another plant. But the illustrator cheated and borrowed his grandmother's brooch for the sun. Oh yeah. And that is a very menacing sun.
1: Uh so we've had what are the suns you tend to prefer? You prefer the I like a sassy sun. You like a sassy sun. This is not a sassy sun. This, this is, is very a very menacing, menacing sun.
0: It has teeth. It is glowing at we you. We have
1: to do an Instagram where we show every possible sun we've done on this podcast so show.
0: It, it wouldn't be hard. No. I mean, this is my wouldn't least it? this no. is my least favorite though. I don't All like right. this one.
1: So this if we were to rate the suns uh, this is a this zero is, out of ten. This is would I would not recommend. I'd give i
0: a. I give, give you this a three since that's Ooh, what I'm reading this high. book. All Surprise. Right, right. Uh, so now that we are done talking about how daffodils were made, now we're going to talk about how babies were made. Uh, we're not going to go into the bee. The birds, no, no. The birds, I guess oh. I guess we're going to talk about animals now. Oh,
1: husbandry.
0: I do like the giraffe. Colli- they talk about chickens rabbits and giraffes and i do like the giraffe collages. do they talk
1: about how giraffes do it because i'm actually Uh, curious
0: no they just Uh, talk about how uh chickens do it
1: oh well they don't even have penises they're cloicas anyway fine well well and they they do they say that they say that right no they don't necessarily very few birds have penises fun fact i learned when i was i don't know 40 years old yeah i don't know this
0: there's an illustration of like egg plus pollen equals flower and then just below it there's egg plus sperm equals and it looks like a three-headed animal of a <laughs> of a giraffe chicken rabbit ooh <laughs> it starts talking wow, about wow that how, is like
1: a huge sperm it's the size of a microscope
0: yes so it talks about how you can only see sperm through microscopes and uh, yet this sperm is about the length of the entire
1: page yeah no this sperm if it walked down the street, a sperm essentially notice it. oh my god don't freak me out it's it horrifying <laughs> Now, wow. but now it, you look
0: at now we start talking about how chickens have uh, babies and okay mother chickens called hens True. fathers called roosters with so they you so far they have sperm except it looks like the sperm is chasing the roost the the rooster <laughs> it's just like nipping at its ankles what is it doing
1: by his feet that is not where sperm belongs
0: and then it says the sperm the rooster's sperm can join with the hen's egg to make a baby chick and I'm like but how. How does it make a baby... Give t- us oh.
1: some specifics. Oh,
0: here we go. Oh, oh. We're getting into it now. Walk a
1: chicken wow. I did
0: not think I'd be learning about chicken sex tonight, yeah, but... Yeah, you did. Here we are. Okay, yep. so and we're at page 300 where we learn about the uh, <laughs> the rooster
1: uh, okay. getting on top <laughs> of the learning a,
0: a lot Chicken, tonight. and it just
1: says... He, oh, wow. That he, is explicit.
0: Okay. It says he places his opening... Against hers We don't need to get into specifics, Betsy It's just an opening And his opening touches her opening oh, okay. And that's where the sperm moves into her Into the opening of her body By
1: the way, the only birds that have penises Are ducks, geese, and swans And large flightless birds Like ostriches and emus And tinamous. Fun fact Okay well, well, everyone else doesn't have a penis So, there you go Well, we're
0: just gonna fast forward a little bit So, right, the chicken mm. gets pregnant Chicken right. lays an egg Right after 21 days, egg becomes chick. Right, right. Yep. Oh, okay. Well,
1: this is now the we turn the page, and chickens, now,
0: now now we are done let's with the chickens. Let's get away with those chickens. Let, I don't. Let's get care to the title them. of I this book. Let's learn about oh. how babies are made. Yeah, babies. How? Do, oh wait, there's how not, do puppies begin? Now those, we're well. We're, we're talking okay. about
1: puppies. We've moved on to mammals. so puppies? I feel like We've, we've advanced. We're on page 500. <laughs> we haven't gotten. We are halfway through the book. This entire book, by the way, is illustrated with paper illustrations. Like these are paper cut illustrations that are shockingly that someone took a picture wow. of. I think that okay. is yeah, but that is explicit. I'm sorry. What well, we're learning we just about saw a dog penis. And yeah, we're I learning I about. Expect to see that, right?
0: We're learning about penises and testicles now in
1: dogs. Well, you know, it makes sense. We're all animals. I, this book appreciates that we're all animals, and it's making that clear. Yeah, sure. Two thumbs up for that.
0: Okay, so uh, we, we we learn that when a father dog...
1: Wants to do a doggy
0: style. uh, It's not called doggy style, Betsy. It's called mating.
1: No, that the is... The word is mating, I'm sorry, Betsy. doggy style is what that is. Nope, and then, Whoa, they, and then right. the
0: Whoa! And then it looks like the sperm goes up her butt but it does look like it goes up her butt <laughs> no but can it, we be
1: a little more specific people yeah, well,
0: it, there's a it there's an arrow it points to her oh, vagina
1: up the butt all right and sure. then and then her
0: ovary sure and uh and and a, and a sperm she produces fertilizes an egg buttons. and then the and then it moves down to her uterus oh my God,
1: it's like right along her spine
0: and then she, apparently she only has one
1: not usually litters oh, no, have no, no, five no, no. or six dogs We're just going to show one. Because it's too confusing to put a whole bunch of people in there. And then it
0: looks like this one puppy comes out her butt. And then that's... There you go. You got one puppy. And then you get a picture of a, presumably the father dog and the mother dog. But now there are four puppies. So where did she steal these
1: three other puppies from? (laughs) Maybe they were all hiding. Maybe they were tiny and hiding Behind that first I'd, gigantic puppy. I think that's this, a huge freaking puppy. I think the dog
0: that came what looks like out of her butt ate all the other dogs. Oh! And, <laughs> and that's why it's so it's big. It's not a durable, Kate. Come on. <laughs>
1: Let's be a little civilized here.
0: And now we are done with dogs. We're finally learning on page <laughs> 658 <laughs> how babies are made. She's
1: exaggerating, but by, not by much. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they're a human, a human baby. And the line says, Quote,
0: human mothers and fathers also take good care of their babies and love them very much.
1: Well, that's mm. optimistic.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: Uh, I, I think that's uh, that's something to aspire towards. And I think we should uh, teach kids that's the ideal situation. How,
0: sure. in where in this book do we teach about adoption?
1: Oh. What no, the, the answer is
0: nowhere, Betsy.
1: Where do no, we. No, I agree. Where do we teach in this book about oh. surrogacy? Oh, no, 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 no. We are in 1968. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody talks about nothing about that. Yeah. No. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. And just to be clear, the only babies,
0: human babies in this book
1: are white, angelic little cherubs. (laughs)
0: Little blonde, white children. Oh. Well, no. The babies don't have any hair. You're right. They're just white.
1: Okay. They're white. Okay. Clearly white.
0: Yes. Everyone is white. So. White, white, white. I'm surprised. So they have this uh, collage of the... Female form and the male form in
1: the purest sense of that. Yes. yes, it's
0: about as G-rated as you could possibly get. I mean, they
1: don't have face. Facial there's pictures, no faces. So... Yeah. There's no hair. Apparently, that's penis, but it's
0: it is. And I'm surprised there aren't little white shorts on top of it. I'm surprised no, no one. No,
1: no, 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 no. That's what's so library. surprising about this book. This is 1968, and they're actually showing a penis in a children's book. Yeah. And it's not in the night kitchen. So right there. Two thumbs up. Can we get
0: to the funniest part of this? Yes, we can. But I
1: probably because sh- we've been showing some explicit chicken and puppy sex. I'm assuming there will be some explicit human sex. Quote
0: to do this, the father and mother lie down facing each other. Nope, <laughs> not okay. Are we gonna comment on the missionary style? That's I mean, I'm just saying here? that's
1: they're they're clearly making is- a um statement here. All right.
0: Yep. And then, oh, and uh, I also like, unlike plants and animals, when human mothers and fathers create a new baby, they are sharing a very personal and special relationship. First of all, this came out during, first of all, we are animals. Well, this came out during the time of hippies and free love, didn't it? Yeah, almost
1: certainly. 1968, you can count on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alright. Wow. Let's get to the... Uh, Not like those dogs. They don't care boo about each other. Yeah.
0: We, we talk about how you know... The, yeah, it's pretty explicit though. Yeah, you know what? As paper cuts go... Yeah, there's a baby. There's an umbilical it's pretty cord. It's what, what the umbilical cord does. And then it says... Oh, here we go. After nine months. Sure. Ideally. No, isn't it technically ten months because no. it's
1: 40 weeks? No, it's nine months. It is nine months.
0: It's 40 weeks, Betsy.
1: It's nine months, Kate. No, I think I was well, like, Well according 35 to the
0: and American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, it says pregnancy lasts ten months, forty weeks, not nine months. Ten
1: months because
0: of these extra weeks. What? Pregnancy Where are we is, starting to count from? Pregnancy is counted from the. They say the pregnancy is counted from the first day of your last menstrual period. Oh no no no! no this no, no, means no, 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 an extra no, no, two no, weeks no, no, are counted no, no. at the beginning of your pregnancy when you aren't actually pregnant. So pregnancy lasts ten months, forty weeks, not nine months because of these extra weeks.
1: Uh, well, I think many people have given birth in nine months, so it's I'm sure fine. they have. Yes. Then it says,
0: uh, so it's talking about labor at this point, yep. uh, where the baby comes out, where the father's sperm had come in, and the doctor also helped you out, which, eh, not everyone gets a doctor, but- The doctor apparently is okay. black, though, so that's cool. What? No, it, those are gloves, Betsy. Oh, those
1: are gloves. Yeah. Bummer.
0: Yeah, no. That was cool for a second. Nope. Everyone's still white. So no, then no. you got the uh the umbilical cord is cut. You were so hungry, and like the well, puppies and kittens, it. and you had to be fed. Okay. And you came She's
1: breastfeeding, which is impressive. Yeah, but the baby apparently came out clean as a whistle. Well, she's wearing clothes, so I assume this is like a no, no, certain no. amount of time later. The, the the baby
0: who has come out of the mother's vagina. Right. Clean as a whistle. Oh yeah, well.
1: Yeah. Well, you tried doing stuff with paper that would show. Well, I the think the illustrator was just
0: lazy. So oh come
1: on! Finally, we get. You guys, you <laughs> gotta see the cut paper on this. There's a lot of work going into this book.
0: Yeah, like when he borrowed his grandmother's brooch. So then we get to the last page of this is how families begin, and the father looks straight. Like Dick Van Dyke from the Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh yeah,
1: totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, hair the sweater vest, the hair, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that is Agreed. that is Dick Van Dyke. She's got the Mary Tyler Moore hair. I and then
0: you turn the page, and we're back to racist babies.
1: So all oh, right, because Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. At least there's a brown baby in there somewhere. But yeah, that's, and that's not it. giving much credit. All right. So as I mentioned in the interim bit, uh, the only place I was able to find any information on this book was on a post from Awful Library Books, Awful Library Books, where they talk about books that are being weeded from libraries. And one of the commenters said, oh, this was the book my parents showed my sister and I in the mid-80s, actually, to begin, quote-unquote, the discussion. My sister and I both have an enduring fondness for this book, I remember my biggest takeaway from our discussion was, I had no idea you could make paper do such amazing things. So I'm not sure how effective it was as a teaching aid for the facts of life, but I do have a serious appreciation for paper cutting to this day. Uh, Just want to say, if people want to find a slightly more updated book on sex ed today for kids... Obviously, the go-to is It's Not the Stork by Roby H. Harris, which is continually updated with far more pertinent and, you know, continually, you know, pertinent information. However, my personal favorite is the German book because, let me tell you, the Europeans include information for their kids that we do not in America. So, check out this German book, Tell Me. What children really want to know about bodies, sex, and emotions by Katharina von der Gathen, illustrated by Anka Kuhl and translated by uh, Shelly Tanaka. It's excellent and very explicit. Okay. Has a whole whole page of penises. I'll just say that. Page of penises, my friend. Great. Page of penises. <laughs> uh, ratings time. You go first. Yeah, no, it hasn't aged well. Um But I do think that for its time, it was really forward-thinking, okay? So, yeah, no, the Asian eyes on the children, very retrograde, not good. downright racist, one would say. Um, But for the information, and yeah, no, it's just talking about vaginal sex. It's only talking about white straight couples having children. So, not useful in this day and age. But for the time, it was quite forward-thinking. And uh, really, until we got Roby H. Harris, we didn't have that much. So I was kind of, like, shocked and amazed to see downright doggy sex, albeit with paper cuts, in a book for kids from 1968. I was shocked this book hadn't been banned more often. Um, could you use it today? No! Not in any way. So is it a classic? If we are talking about classic as defined as an enduring tome that we can use with our children today, nonfiction consistently fails from the past in this way. There's no back matter. There's no, like, sources to look up. Uh, and a lot of the information is outdated. So it's a 3.5 today, but at the time, it would have done very well.
0: Okay, that was a very long review. It was
1: wrong, but I needed context.
0: okay well this novel should have been called (laughs) (laughs) how flowers (laughs) dogs and babies are made yeah um while i like the collage work it's way too long it's dated it's not even accurate at times i like the giraffes and the menacing sun but i hate the asian (laughs) stereotypes the missionary style and the scary long sperm so i gave it a three
1: it was a scary long sperm and i can't (laughs)
0: so <laughs> it was a tapeworm.
1: It was oh
0: god. So with our re- <sighs> reviews combined, it is below a five. Yeah. So it is not a classic. It's not a classic, but I'm glad we talked about
1: it because it is a fun book to talk about. Okay, letters time. Ooh. All right, Gerald Connors, who was on this podcast.
0: Yeah, he did podcast. Westlandia with us. He
1: was. He he wrote in. and He said, "I've always wondered how Drummer Hoff beat out Frederick for the Caldecott. Both of these books we have done on this podcast." Especially, you know, me being a collage guy. But I grudgingly admire all the work that went into those woodcuts. This deeper reading of the anti-military angle didn't occur to me, though. Now I can't help but think there's a commentary in Hoff's slightly anxious, mostly dispassionate face, and the fact that the lowest of the military is complicit in its greatest horrors. Okay, fun fact about it being named a sultan, the, the... you know, the cannon is named, uh-huh. uh, sultan. So from Wikipedia, the Ottoman cannon is one of the largest cannons ever built. And the cannon was first offered to Constantine the 11th who turned it down. It was later offered to the Ottoman sultan Mehmed II, who ordered the cannon be built after learning that it could smash through walls. So entirely possible. That is why it is called sultan. Gotcha. All right. Also Stephanie, the third sister, Who has a new book out, I should say, called What is Hope? It's out right now. New picture book. She says, I always thought of it with the anti-military interpretation. The art delighted me. The chance to pick different voices and accents, to read each line with my kids, really stuck with me. I can still remember some of them and how the kids would giggle as a new character was introduced. That didn't occur to me when we read the book. The idea of doing each of those characters with a different voice. Hmm. Not in a million years. Never occurred to me. Oh, and she also says, uh, Your mention and share of that clown nightmare book above uh, reminds me I had a clown book growing up. Wasn't quite so bad as that. Look, look, a clown book was one of my mother read over and over to me. It had a running gag of Freddy who's busy getting ready and is so slow the clown parade has gone when he finally gets his act together. No one has sent us this book yet. But since I am now gathering my my clown inventory, picture book inventory, uh, if you have a copy of Look, Look, a Clown book, uh, send it to me, guys. I would love to receive it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Grown up things we like.
0: Okay, so there's this HBO docuseries called Last Call When a Serial Killer Stalked Queer New York. Oh, yeah. It's four episodes, about an hour each, and it talks about how the queer community in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area were being targeted and dismembered by a serial killer in the early 90s. The influence of the church, the rise of the AIDS epidemic, the incompetence of the police, the media bias. it, It gives you a sense of not only what it was like to be gay during the early 90s, but how some of those thoughts and opinions are actually still alive today. Attacks on the gay community are still happening, like nothing's changed, and it's stunning to hear some of the detectives talk right now and and hear their ignorance and their bias and their judgments. But the director does a really good job of introducing the victims, getting their families and their friends to speak, to tell their story, And give them a voice during a time when some were closeted and most didn't trust or feared the police. So if you want to watch a really good docuseries, it's called Last Call, When a Serial Killer Stalked Queer New York. And it's on HBO Max.
1: And that was pre, no, I'm sorry, this was post Jeffrey Dahmer. So that's interesting. Yeah, Uh, I'm very different from you. Uh, Mine is a new podcast that I've started listening to. It's called Articles of Interest. It is a fashion history podcast. I don't care, boo, about fashion. But I have learned in my old age that the voice of a podcast host is often more important than the podcast itself. And I really like this host. It's uh, one Miss Avery Truffleman. Uh, I really like the podcast. The podcast will give you the history of Paisley, which was an Indian pattern that got appropriated in the 60s and 70s here in America. Uh, reproducing Cher's Closet from the movie Clueless. Uh, that was the first one I heard. That was fascinating. The horrifying history of point shoes and ballet. Terrifying. Uh, the m- history of mannequins. And the history of paper and rubber clothing. And so much more. It is a delight. Every episode I've heard so far, I have thoroughly enjoyed. So... If you want to look for it, it's called Articles of Interest. It's a podcast. Get it wherever your finest podcasts are sold.
0: So yours is definitely an upper and mine's definitely a downer.
1: Yeah, but we ended with the upper, so I think this went very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started with uh, dog and flower and human sex. Yeah. And we ended with paisley. And tapeworms. And tapeworms. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Ugh. All right. So I'll try to do something that's actually people have heard of for our next episode. Pro-
0: probably a good idea. Probably a good I- idea. If we want to keep listeners, we should well, probably do usually, books in Yeah, heard of. I don't
1: do this very often. I usually try to keep the stuff people have heard of, but uh, once in a while, I like my weird little offshoots. Sure. Sure. Full of racism and. Menacing well, suns and... And cut paper. And cut paper. And cut paper. So that's, that's where it comes down to. And so until I do something that people have actually heard of, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kime, and our answer to Where Do Little Drews Come From is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is the creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.